0: guys do you play with oracle cards because i'm kind of obsessed with them i literally have a shelf in my meditation room that is strictly dedicated to all of my oracle decks and i don't know if you know this but i have a favorite it's called the sacred creators oracle deck and i love it because it's really really focused on on entrepreneurship i'm stumbling as i say this because i've recorded like 40 episodes today And one of them I recorded with the amazing creator of the Sacred Creators Oracle Deck. Chris-Ann Donnelly is the most amazing human and spiritual creator I have ever met. I mean, the whole entire interview that we had on this podcast, I had goosebumps. In the middle of our interview, we started to hear this click, this click, 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 click. Like, didn't know what it was. It was from the computer. And it came at such divine timing. So we decided to leave it in the episode because it was like our sign. We called it Morse code from the universe. Just our sign that we were supported and present with um, something greater than ourselves. And it was really just the most beautiful episode On the Badass Business Podcast, Chris Ann and I covered so many topics. She shares her journey about creating this Oracle deck, what it was like to walk away from a lucrative, successful business that just didn't feel aligned anymore and shifting into a more creative, soul-driven based business where she gets to design the most beautiful cards every single day. Chris Ann is amazing, and I am so excited to share this episode with you, and we pull some cards for you throughout the episode, so if you're in a space where you want to actually go grab some, you can click the links in the show notes. It provides you all of the details on her beautiful artwork, her beautiful pieces of creation, and all the programs Chris Ann has available. This is the Badass Business Podcast. You're listening to the Badass Business Podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to claim a wildly free life. Tune in to hear new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Lauren Liz Love. This is the space where we can have open conversations about growing a successful business and creating a vibrant lifestyle. It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. This episode of the Badass Business Podcast is sponsored by the Unleash Your Badass Business Workbook. If you are feeling adventurous and courageous and ready to stretch into a new level of your business, go to Amazon and check out the Unleash Your Badass Business Workbook. This is a handcrafted, beautifully designed workbook by me, so you know it's special over here because I'm promoting it and I made it, (laughs) but it's filled with journal prompts and self-reflections that are tailored to the entrepreneur. I literally walk you through every single personal development prompt that I've ever done to grow my business to six figures and to multiple six figures. You'll do things like shift your money mindset, set new goals and intentions for what you want to manifest in your life, shift through your fears and your limiting beliefs about what you're capable of, and accomplish new levels of success. All you have to do is go to Amazon and search Unleash Your Badass Business and the workbook will pop right up. It's also available on Kindle, but I highly recommend you grab the, the actual physical copy because there's coloring pages in the book. It is awesome. And these coloring pages are my way of adding some play and meditation throughout the book because some of these prompts can feel really overwhelming when you go through them quickly, and so the beautiful coloring pages designed by our illustrator brianne allow you to sort of sit back and reflect and relax and have some fun um dreaming big so go check it out guide us i was kind of thinking that we could start the call the call by pulling a card so i have my sacred creators deck with me so i thought i would pull a card and then you can tell me what your interpretation of it means sure yeah that sound good yeah for sure okay
1: and that often often the interpretation sometimes depends on the where people are but we can do something kind of general I also have my guidebook here and I do go back to my guidebook I mean I wrote it so I feel totally like I'm allowed to go back to the guidebook
0: you're like oh I said this I can't believe that (laughs)
1: Honestly, it does happen. And that's no joke.
0: (laughs) Well, I find like when I sometimes when I go live on Facebook, I'll come off of that live and someone will tell me what I said that was so powerful. I'm like, I don't even remember saying that. So I'm sure writing is similar too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of information that you just sort of things and wisdom that if I lived by the principles in the guidebook of Sacred Creators, I think my life would be just perfect. But I <laughs> well, why don't you? <laughs> well, I do my best, but some people you that know, we're all working through, it. we all have our own stuff. Like yeah. you know, wisdom that needs to be shared, but it doesn't always mean that I have all of those teachings totally dialed,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, just before I was walking upstairs, I was like, I'm going to pull my Oracle. I'm going to bring them up so that Chris and I can talk about them and jam out on our call. And then I asked the universe as I was walking up the stairs, I was like, what do I need to know right now about my business? And I pulled the card that said, step ahead is all you need. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. Like so clear. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, we're going to pull one. So this card for everyone who's listening says, accept and receive. So what do you think, Chris Ann?
1: Well, so that particular card for sure has to do so much with, um, we are so good to give so many of us that are in heart centered business. We give, we, we give to our craft, we give to what we're building. We give to our clients or our customers. We give to our families. We're not always so good to receive the help that we need and so there's a little bit about receiving the help that you need there's also a whole side of that card for some people that has to do with being in flow with money and receiving the money that you're worth so many of us have trouble pricing ourselves and pricing ourselves we kind of uh, we play this price i'm going to price myself according to what i think my value is and we often go way too low especially as women and especially as soulpreneurs, So we have, you know, (laughs) a little bit about receiving the money and the accept side of it is, of course, you want to accept the money, but there's also a play more is that, um, that the guidebook goes into where we can often accept that um, something isn't as good as it needs to be really easily. We can often accept that it needs to be better, that we need to do more, that we need to hustle harder, but then we have real difficulty accepting how amazing we are. Yeah. accepting the compliment, accepting that oh, I'm exactly where I need to be. So yeah, it's a great Dude. way. It's a
0: perfect card for starting out a call, accepting and receiving. Sure. Right. Cause I'm ready to accept and receive all the messages today. I was thinking about this. I'm like, cause I have four or five different recordings today and I was so excited for this one because this Oracle deck, when I received that, it was like, I was relying on something for the first time that wasn't in myself to get the answers. I don't know if that makes sense for you, but we often like look inward all of the time thinking that our mind is going to tell us what to do. And so being able to look outside of myself and say, I'm going to pull a card so that the universe can show me what I need to hear right now changed so much for me. And I'm wondering for you, how did this how did this deck come to be? Like, Tell me the story of Sacred Creators and how it started you know what I'm actually getting like a weird um something sitting on your keyboard there's nothing on my keyboard so let me um <laughs>
1: it sounds like there is right it's the universe <laughs> is it? it's really strange did it just stop I,
0: no. I don't know I could still hear it me too it's like morse code from the universe <laughs> It's really bizarre. And I Is have- maybe there's a key on your keyboard that's stuck. Like, what if you turned it around and like tapped on it like this? <laughs> well, I'm on a laptop,
1: and oh. let's just see. you know what. I don't know. Did it stop? I think it stopped. It stopped. It stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just say great. Thank you that it stopped. You Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. That's the first. There's always these first time things. That's the first that that's happened. Morse code from the universe. I'm going to want to say (laughs) it's perfect. It was perfect timing.
0: (laughs) So you were asking about the secret creators Oracle and I missed it because I was hearing this. Well, I want, I wanted to know from you how it started. How did the idea come to be? How did that creative process happen? So
1: At the end of um, what was about mid 2015, I was, uh, I had just come out of some pretty, I had a totally different business prior to Sacred Creators Oracle. So let's start there. I used to have a creative agency, uh, like a very conventional creative agency where, you know, you have your web design and your brand design and I had contractors and I had full-time staff. And um, I had just come out of two fairly toxic client projects that were long-term like 18 months and 12 months really long giant projects and uh, I actually ended up um, coming out of those two projects sort of feeling like wow they could never pay me enough money to go through that again <laughs> <laughs> there was some kind of um, imbalances in the relationship I was giving way too much and as it's so easy as a business owner to over give and it's awesome to over but not when it's to the point of over giving and not being compensated financially. Yes. So there was a little bit, there was a lot of imbalance there and I don't remember even how that happened. It just, you know, I had my business for 10 years prior and just all of a sudden I was in this position where oh, I put myself smack dab in the middle of these two contracts that put me there. And so I knew that I needed to change something. <laughs> and, um, and I felt for years, such a desire to be doing more on the spiritual side of things to be kind of playing with the things that I wanted to play with every day to, and I had been reading with some clients, not these two projects, but with some clients, my, you know, Oracle stuff and playing with tarot with them. And, but it was always the small one-on-one clients not the bigger businesses. And it was always kind of uh, walking on eggshells to see if I could do that with them.
0: Yeah. Like, is this, does this person get it? Do yes. they know? Are they in? Yeah. 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 And so mm. there was a lot of that. And I got
1: really to the point where I was just like, I just want to do that with all of my clients. I don't want yeah. to be testing the waters. I don't want to be in projects where I can't just use all of my skills. Cause I noticed that there was such a, it, the branding just happened better that way you know, when people, when we were digging into truths and feelings and what's going on underneath all of this project work, uh, things just happen a lot quicker for my clients. So I wanted to be digging around there. And so the creative process began with me. I didn't even have the idea for an Oracle deck. I knew I wanted to be doing some sort of workbook for um, business, kind of this more intuitive way of work. And I started Writing out some ideas for my chapters. And then I thought, oh, this is an app. <laughs> out of nowhere. And I started building an app. Oh my God. And partway through all of the designs for the app, I got this massive nudge that was like, now this is actually a deck. <laughs> wow. Wow. And so I had to trust that process. I'm so glad I did because conventional wisdom would say, finish one thing, do the next, finish one thing, do the next. And so I decided, okay, it's gonna be this. Um, this Oracle deck. And it was really a strange crossroads at that point. You know, 2015, there wasn't a lot of magic and business going on out there. There was actually nothing of it. I'd looked, I'd searched, please help me find a deck I can use for work. And, um, and so I was really at this place where I thought, am I the only crazy person that thinks this is a good idea? (laughs) (laughs) I knew that I wanted it for my clients and I knew it was going to create it for me. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if it was going to be a mass produced product, which is why I did the Kickstarter to kind of test the idea, you know, to see yeah. is there, it was market research. Is this just so out there that no one else wants it? And I was, you know, super pleasantly surprised when a lot of people said, oh, I want this too. <laughs> so it was really just building something that I wanted. I wanted that tool for my own business. And uh, it seemed to, you know, the rest is almost the rest is really almost history. <laughs> but, um, there was, there was a really cool moment. I will share the, the prior to getting the idea. Cause I think as entrepreneurs were often like chasing the idea, mm. like, you know, you're looking for what's the next thing coming. What's like, the next thing? What's the next big thing that I can implement? How can I grow? How can I scale? And so I knew that I was going to be working in this space and I am to creative, typical entrepreneur where I have notebooks everywhere. And I will list like my to-do lists can get
0: massive. You know? <laughs> Do you, are you the same? Oh my you? God. I have 42 notebooks just at this desk. <laughs> so You totally get it. You get it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so
1: I had these notebooks and I was doing this ideation stage for a few months prior to having the idea for sacred creators. And I had started, um, getting to the point where my notebooks and my lists were just overwhelming. I was like, I need 20 people to execute this. I was just having to, I couldn't execute all of it. Yeah. And the ideas were just flowing. And then I realized, Oh my gosh, I'm in this phase of just writing out all of these cool ideas, but I'm so obsessed with logging them and capturing them that I'm not doing any of it Mm. and trying to like, always in the, in the head, like an analyzing what idea is the best idea and where am I going? Cause I felt kind of lost after having a business for, you know, 11 or 12 years wanting to transition. I had a full timer that I knew that I had to transition with. So I had to transition to have, have two people's salaries covered. I was like, how am I going to do this? And, uh, so December 2015, I gave myself and I don't know why I did this, but I thought this list making is insane. It's not, it's not helping me get anywhere. Yeah. So I gave myself a task December, 2015 to stop writing. Wow. And it scared me. Even the idea of not. That gives me anxiety. Just thinking about this idea of like, if I don't capture it, I'm not going to, it's, it's almost going to be gone. It's like full on. Yeah, Yeah. And so I I, I realized that I was so obsessed with writing everything down that why was I so afraid that I was going to lose my big idea? So I did this for, you know, full month. In the beginning, it was really hard. By the end of it, um, I have to say that was the best thing, the best decision I've ever made. Because at the end of it, the good ideas, the really unique ones, the ones that you really feel good about, they bubble to the surface because those are the only ones you remember.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so that's kind of where the whole starting point for Sacred Creators was, was that month of I'm not writing anything
0: down. I'm kind of having a light bulb around this myself because I think there are many ideas that I write down. And then because I write it down, I feel an obligation to pursue it rather than letting the universe sort of show me what is the big idea and what should I run with rather than me just being like, oh, I I came up with this idea. I have to do it now.
1: Exactly. Because you just get this sort of, we get in this state of, go, go, go. And then it starts becoming really difficult to discern where is it that I need to go? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk to you about something you brought up as you were explaining this story. It's so beautiful. But what I get a sense of is you had to shed a lot of different things along the journey, like leaving the current structure of your business the way it was Thinking that it was an app, and then building an app, you know, before writing the book, and then changing it to an app, and then turning it into an in a deck. Let's talk a little bit about the evolution of creative process because I think a lot of women fear that as they go through that process, they're being flaky or they're being non-committal or they can't make up their mind. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. For sure.
1: Because we can also get to the point where we're almost like there's the other side of that, you know, that I want to point out before we jump into it is that you can go around kind of like um, it's almost like being a a bird with all of these like mirrors and pretty things everywhere and like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm (laughs) going to jump, jump, jump without actually committing to one thing. So you don't want to be so far on one side that that you're not producing for sure. But there's a giant, but in this, if your heart is not interested in a project and you are 20% in 20% done, it's going to be really hard to finish it in a way that it feels good, that it's exciting, that it's motivating and that you actually want to sell it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I have been, and this is a huge lesson for me, that pro that, that process was an amazing lesson, but I have to say, I still have it in the back of my head that I want to write that book. You know, it's still there. It's still something that I want to do. I still have the the skeleton for it. So I would say that all of the shifting that happened during that process left me with the seeds for a lot of other projects. If I want to go back and revisit them. Yeah. Sort that's of
0: a really good starting.
1: point um right now I'm actually in a place where I started and this this is even this was much more difficult for me to give into because I was farther in it than I was when I had kind of the book outline mm. um, I started doing a new deck uh, July last year and I jumped into it it wasn't expected that actually 2017 was my year to do that book that I had on the on the back burner <laughs> and A new deck idea came so I jumped in and I started drawing and I I got really a, this sort of beautiful creative obsession that we get. You know that feeling where yeah. you just oh, I can't wait and I'm gonna do it and everything just kind of it's almost like a tidal wave and you you have the choice in that moment to say, I'm gonna go with it and just be all in, or I'm gonna let the idea go.
0: Mm. There's we really only
1: have those two choices.
0: But like, like how do you how do you know? Like, how do you know what the right choice is to make? Well,
1: I get super obsessed. Like I will become so obsessed with, with the idea of finishing and the idea of the final product that I know, okay, I'm, I'm feeling compelled to work on it. I'm excited to work on it. Um, and so I began this new deck with this massive obsession. I worked on it part-time because I had other courses that I was teaching and other commitments. So I worked on it part-time for about three months. By August, September-ish, and then out of the blue, like I got sideswiped by a second deck. Oh no! Right, and that my every part of my strategic mind said this no,
0: can't do this. This has happened to me too, where I'll create one thing, and then all of a sudden a new idea comes, and I try to like combine the two because I think like oh no, these have to fit in the same space. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I get this second idea and I was like, I pushed it away for a month, continued with the first deck, the second deck ate at me, ate at me, ate at me. Like it was like ready to come. And it is, it really feels like that. Like it's just there. And it's this idea that's, it's so rich and it's so full and it's just ready to be birthed in a way. And so I I talked, I have a mastermind group. I talked to my, my coaching people, my mastermind people. I talked to my husband, you know, like, Oh my gosh, I have this other deck. Um, my husband tends to align with my logical mind and he said, no, you know what? You have to finish the first, like you have to finish, finish the first. You spent like so much time already Finish the first one. I talked to my mastermind group and they know me very well. And they were like, look at how much you light up when you're talking about this second deck do it. So I gave myself permission to take a month to go do that second one, which is scary because as I'm producing all of this stuff, it's like taking money out, like the money coming in from the first project gets delayed. Right. right. Cause you're like creating twice. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to fall into trust with this one, which was a massive, I've never fallen into so much trust because mm-hmm. I've been working on these two projects since last July. So it's a huge amount of time and a huge amount of trust that it's all going to work out and that this is the right idea. But what happened was that second deck came in like a <laughs> I don't like know fire like a fire <laughs> and I got probably fifty percent of the deck done in a month and a half, which oh is a incredible for me. Like it takes it very fast. And so now I'm ready to kickstart two decks. So I don't know if I'm on time. It, it, I want to put quotes. that in, like, kind of, like, in quotes on time for the first one. Cause I felt like the first one probably could have been done in
0: May, yeah. but I'm not that far off. <laughs> yeah. So, well, this is, this is really, really cool and beautiful that I think one of the things I'm picking up about your energy is like, you give yourself permission to make space. You give yourself permission to to have time and to not be focused on the ultimate financial outcome. And just to say, my soul is calling me to create right now. I'm lit up about this project. That's what I'm going to do. How did you craft that muscle? Like, was that always in you or was that something you had to learn to do over time? You know
1: what? I'm going to say it was always in me and I learned to it was. It's almost like intuition. You only can figure out that your intuition works really when you don't listen to it. Like that's like the ah. biggest, right? And so this, I felt like there was a lot of projects along the way that I said no to, and then you look back and there, oh, it's gone, or someone else did the idea, or it's too late, or it just doesn't fit with what you're what you're up to. Two years later, sometimes. So, I think it was a process for sure of allowing myself to kind of run with some creative projects. But I had also got to a point, like I, like I mentioned with these two kind of toxic situations where I had pushed myself to the point of never happening again. No, it's just like you hear stories about a lot of women who leave corporate. I kind of left my version of corporate. Yeah. It's because it was very conventional. And so you get pushed to a point where you're like, this is not the way I want to walk in the world. And it wasn't. And yeah. you know? also it was just start to, I, th- I think the success that I had out of the Sacred Creators Oracle, having listened to my intuition on, okay, well, it doesn't need to be an app. It can actually be, it can actually be cards. Um, that helped me. It helped to validate that I can trust that a little bit uh, although in you know full authenticity <laughs> full disclosure I am nervous about this upcoming launch really I am because I have put so much time into two decks like it's a, it feels like it's a there's more on the line there's, there's more on the line more, yeah more creative yeah. energy on the line um, but my mastermind group laughs at me when I say this. And I totally get their point because they're like, Chris, you have just spent a year. You've already done the risk. You already took the year to create it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That was the hardest part, right? Making space and taking time. I mean, I felt like when I walked away from my job in corporate, that was the hardest part was like walking away. And then knowing that for the next year and a half, I had $30,000 to rely on to get me like where I needed to be. And that, yeah, that is the hardest part. That is such a good point. Let's, um, I want to talk about the mastermind piece because I know you've brought that up a little bit and like the importance of community and tribe and sisterhood and having that support. But before we do that, like, let's have a conversation around the messages of the deck and how they came through to you. Because I think it might be different with every creative process, but I'm wondering for you, do you feel like there are messages that you need every day or is it like just a random thought that comes to your mind. How does that work with the Sacred Creators Oracle? Well, I guess with all of them.
1: So some of them, I would say, the Sacred Creators Oracle was. Um, some of them were for sure that kind of good, feeling, motivational stuff that I needed. But I also had had a successful, branding business, and marketing business for years and years, prior. So. Mm. I saw that my clients often had the same problems over and over again. Hmm. And so I sort of started to deconstruct. What is it about the ones that hit it? You know, who are the ones that are really successful? And probably the last two or three years of my business, I started being able to identify really quickly, like first 15 minute phone call. Oh yeah, they're going to go big. And it had nothing to do with the product. It had nothing to do with the actual business. A little bit, of course, like you need something that's viable and they needed a good model but it had so much more to do with their energy, with their trust, with their faith, with their um, ability to take risk and be okay with that. And so I started to watch who was succeeding and who wasn't. And that's sort of where the guidebook came kind of half and half. um, I'm going to say, you know, the concept of downloading a message, half and half was, it was really a combination of the logical strategic business stuff that I had been working with for in, in my conventional business and the energy stuff on the other side, yeah. it was, it was half and half. It wasn't just, a, it's not just a downloaded deck. And I don't mean just as in one is better than the other. Uh, Cause there are some downloaded books out there that will blow your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was definitely my, my, I had to get in and craft the whole strategic analytical piece with my marketing and branding background for sure.
0: Now, how do you know these clients that you talk about where you just, you get a feeling, right? Like, you know, they're going to be big, you know, they're going to blow up. I firmly believe, I don't know about this for you, but I believe that everyone has that in them it's just that some show up stronger than others Some hold back and have those old stories or those old limiting beliefs that stop them and condition them to play small. How would someone who wants to be that person to be courageous, courageous and bold and outgoing and the go-getter of, of getting what she wants? How does someone shift into that? What do you think happens?
1: I, so some people naturally do the work. And I'm talking about like the inner work, the, you know, the shadow work, the working with their energy levels. Some people do that naturally Mm -hmm. or some people have had less trauma or less stuff that they've had to deal with in their lives. And so they're just naturally set that way. Other people have to do the work. And I really, um, I am totally with you. Everyone has the ability to get there, but mindset can make such a mess of our talents and our abilities and our faith in ourselves. And so if there's anything that I would say people invest in, it's that work. It's that mindset stuff. It's, you know, know, how do I believe in myself? Because you can't sell to someone. You can't, especially if you're doing any sort of um, face-to-face selling, networking, or you're trying, you know, you have to close a deal if you are not sure about your product, or you're not feeling good about asking for the money because of a money thing, or you're not feeling good about saying, "Hey, I'm this is an this is an amazing service. I, I think you're you're gonna love it. I'm so good."
0: <laughs> um, and I don't hear a lot of women say that about themselves. Yes, they don't.
1: No. They don't. It, and it took me. And I am. And I can say this. I am a talented designer. But it took me ten years in business before I could say that out loud. Yeah. And that's crazy because I was selling 10 years of design. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, So we need to be able to kind of own our gifts and feel really good about ourselves in order for others to, to understand that it's, there's an energy that happens when we're face to face or, or screen to screen. People can feel your trust in yourself, your enthusiasm in yourself. We have all of these micro muscle movements or small facial things that we do that give us away. If we're, saying something that feels incongruent to what we actually believe totally i mean and especially in this um especially when you're talking about women and especially when you're talking about soul-centered entrepreneurship we're Mm. intuitive so (laughs) yeah when your audience is an intuitive audience uh you know showing up authentically is so
0: important well they can tell yeah. It can totally tell. Yeah. And I I've had a lot of conversations about this topic because I struggle with f- teaching that because there are women who say, you know, I don't feel authentic and I feel like I'm not myself. And just being able for me, that that has come naturally because I think I had a point of rock bottom where I was so not myself. I don't know if you've had a similar experience where you just go, fuck it, I gotta be myself. <laughs> and it's like ripping the clothes off, like running for the hills. Because you just get so fed up, but some people haven't reached that threshold point yet. So shifting them into a place of courage or strength, I think can be challenging. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I, I think courage looks different for everyone too. And I, we often, you know, we often have, people that we see that are doing well or role models or, you know, people who we see as being you know, successful. That word for me is so it's, it's almost like a stigmatized word for me because I had so much trouble with the concept of success for so many years. Um, and I'll probably always be working on that word, to be honest with you, you know, it's like we spiral up. Oh, it's beeping again. You hear it.
0: Yeah. He's back. <laughs> This is so cool. This is so cool. I have no
1: idea what it is, right? It's so weird. I'm even like checking to make sure I don't have any extreme.
0: goosebumps. Anymore. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. But we'll wait the spiral up, right? That's six. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, we, we work on our, on
1: our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like note to self. Don't say you're going to be working on the word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe this will be a, a card in your deck one day.
1: <laughs> the keyboard speaks. No, um funny. well, um, and I've got nothing, no keyboard, nothing keep. open, no keyboard. It's crazy. I did not connect. Not connected. I even turned my Bluetooth off. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I wonder if it's me this whole time and I don't even realize it, but I don't, I don't think so.
1: So where I was headed with that is I think we really have these, um, different ideas about success. And so that also means we have really different ideas about, um, what, what we need to do, where we need to go and what courage looks like we were talking about courage Mm. and, you know, one person's courage, someone that's naturally extroverted is maybe, you know, I'm going to do this like live video stream and I'm going to be so okay with that. That's their, that's what pushes them towards feeling courageous someone else's might be hey today my courage is I'm going to um you know I'm going to write a post about how I'm really feeling or I'm going to reach out to to, we don't have to to be successful you don't need to look like the most extroverted leaders out there there are a ton of women making a ton of money and they're super introverted and they you know when you especially when you think about coaches I see this a lot with coaches where they think you know, I need, they need, it's almost like there's this set look where you, where you've got this massive community and it's like, really, you only need, how many people do you need to fill up your schedule
0: or how, or
1: as full as you want to be for your idea of success? You want a three day work week. So,
0: well, it's exterior. I think when people chase the numbers, it's because they think, well, once I have this number, then I'll feel whatever it is that they want to feel right. Rather than just saying, well, I have to fill in my schedule. I'll make the money I want and I'll fine you know, and being very like matter of fact about it for sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I think we need to, you know, it, it's important to not be setting. It's awesome to set goals for ourselves, but it's important to not forget mm. <laughs> that your authentic goal and success is completely different than someone else's success. Yeah. Everyone success is different.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think this is something that I'm still going through because I'm only three years into the journey of entrepreneurship. So I'm as I'm as young as they come, right? And I look at that and I say, man, I'm not where I want to be or I wish I was further or why did so-and-so grow faster than me? And sometimes I have to slow down and look at, rather than that, like where I started and being able to use that as my guideline for doing a good job. Wow, you grew so much, you know, use that as an appreciating point for myself. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And you're also like, you're spending an hour or you're spending hours prior to this too, doing your podcast numbers. Like we tend to look at our platform of choice, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, whatever it is that you're using as kind of, well, they're growing, but they could be spending seven days a week on the platform and no time a week making money. Like it's such an, it's, it's never a real number. Yeah, because people are not opening up their their financial statements for us. <laughs> um, those people. A lot of them are spending a lot of time on social to grow their numbers and eventually sure it, it's a great strategy. It's a wonderful yeah. strategy. There's nothing wrong with that strategy, but <laughs> they're probably not spending as much time in their business doing the work.
0: Yeah, for sure. I love that. I think, too, a lot of this has to do with that competition and that feeling of, like I mentioned, so-and-so is doing this, so I have to get ahead and move faster. And, you know, on that topic, let's talk a little bit about sisterhood and tribe and finding a mastermind or a group to support you. Why is that so important and what has that opened up for you along the journey of entrepreneurship?
1: Oh, my goodness. So I... (laughs) I have a mastermind. My mastermind is not online. My mastermind is actually in person. And so we do Fridays, three thirty, coffee every week. There are three oh. of us, one, one other woman and one man. And the three of us have been meeting for about three years. Wow. Um, Doug is a, he's super, he's an amazing sales and business coach, but he's really good at closing sales. Sue is, a uh, She's she does NLP and so she's really she gets the unconscious mind and I bring more you know the marketing and the branding side if that's if if we need to talk about that stuff it's almost like we have a triangle of all the different parts of the business Mm -hmm. that we could if there are any problems that come up so that's number one the right people and plus I trust them implicitly they're good people they get energy they get you know they they're on the same wavelength if you will yeah. Um, they're great entrepreneurs as well. I, and so masterminding for me has been a way to um, vent if I need to vent, you know, if there's something that's really bothering me perception check, if I'm like, Hey, this really triggered me, how would you deal with it? Would this piss you off? Mm Like, you know, we kind of bounce those things off each other. If we've had a bad week, even personally, emotionally, everything is game because we spend so much time Mm -hmm. together that we know each other very well. And so, I don't think that my business would have grown the way it has in the last couple of years online without them. Because there's a lot of showing up, being seen, visibility. Um, visibility brings with it a whole range of it, its own. It can be messy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so, it's they've been amazing mirrors for me. So, the mastermind piece—if you can do it—if you can find people to mastermind with online. Um, it, it, can be amazing. And what's come out of that mastermind is actually, we will sometimes take on projects together as well. Wow. The three of us will go into a business that needs kind of a, a you know, that was more when I was doing more of the, the design production and branding production, but once in a while, it's fun to, you know, dip my toe into that and you yeah. able do this for, for an afternoon. Um, so that masterminding I, is so amazing and collaboration and sisterhood. Oh my goodness. I have been actively looking to collaborate, you know, ever since I decided I'm going to do this online thing. And because when I started, when I launched Sacred Creators Oracle, I think I had, I was on Instagram for a while, but it was totally a personal account. I had maybe 1,000 followers, something like that. Like I had, you know, fairly, and it's not like I've got huge numbers, but I had engaged 1,000 engaged people. Yeah. I was really spending time getting to know and so I just wanted, that's just another, like the numbers really don't matter. <laughs> yeah.
0: Spend time getting to know your audience, quality over quantity, absolutely.
1: For sure. And then out of that came, um, I met Becca Berggren, who is my partner for the level two of the, we have a marketing and magic course that we do together. And we just recently ran a manifest being seen lab that's all about showing up for online, showing up for Instagram, that sort of thing. And so we, we, we have partnered for, four projects. She lives in San Diego. I'm just North of Toronto and we didn't meet each other until we completed our second project together. So this was like large launches, large number of students, you know, lots of, uh, lots of reasons why it may be difficult to partner, but we were just on the same. Like we, I loved her page. I loved what she was all about. She's doing mindful marketing and we, you know, we kind of fangirled on each other's pages for a while. We did kind of these uh, interview style calls with other people for maybe six months getting to know one another. And then we just said, Hey, let's just give this a try. So it has been an amazing, amazing uh, journey, just collaborating with someone who's just so on the same page where we're motivated by the same things. We have the same ideas as far as, you know, what we want people to get out of it about the magic we want to bring into a course. And so it's, it's been easy, you Mm -hmm. know, to partner. And sometimes it's not easy to partner with people. I've had a total polar opposite experience as well. So finding someone that you know is really on the same wavelength, but also you have to be so honest when you're doing a partnership. Yeah. You need to be upfront about what you want. What do you want to get out of it? The money stuff has to be, crystal clear because oftentimes people will overgive in the in the beginning and then become resentful partway through and then the partnership hmm. will just it doesn't work if someone's feeling like they're putting in more than the other or they're being taken advantage of so it's really this open communication really open communication about hey I'm that kind of this was a little weird or what do you think about this and open with the, all the money stuff. And then it has been a magical experience working with Becca. We're not partners for our businesses. We each have our own separate businesses, but yeah. we've partnered on a few separate projects. And uh, I've also brought in tons of other teachers for um, for some of the courses because I really like to work with people. and never wanted to do it on my own.
0: But I think this is a really powerful point for myself and I'm sure a lot of our audience that too, number one, it, it should feel easy. Right? Entrepreneurship should feel easy. It should feel light and fun and exciting. And the other part is not being afraid to stretch out and network and mastermind with people. I think there's some scarcity around that for fear of, like, oh, well, what if my audience likes that person more than me? Or what if they want to go hire them instead of me? And that feeling of fear around money. This is truly powerful at such a point that when you collaborate with like minded people, you feel prosperous, you experience abundance, and it's fun.
1: Yeah. It has been an amazing, and both of us, neither of us are super motivated by money, which made all the difference in the world. I think we made more than we expected. Not really, you know, like it's, yeah. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Um, the fear around collaboration is huge because if you go into a partnership or every day at work in your business, doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether it's with someone else or just showing up, I mean, you have that fear of, they're going to like someone else more than me. Yeah. That scarcity, you are going to just focus on it, draw it in. I fully believe that energy goes where, you know, like it's really where our intention is placed, Mm -hmm. our whole perception of our world, of our business. And, um, I mean, Becca to all for, for every place on the check, if there was a whole list of things that I would offer, I mean, she would be my competitor.
0: Yeah,
1: Totally we do, we do different things. We serve up, we serve our products and services up to our audience differently, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but both into, you know, I, I had my clients would call me the, the, um, design therapist. That was a name they gave me. Oh, I love that. And Becca had brand therapist on her website. (laughs) Oh yeah. We're, we're a good match. Oh my God. Fun kind of, we listen to our people. And so we could be competing. He could be my competitor, but both of us realize that. And it's also, I think this comes with a little bit of time in your business, that not every client is your client. Right. And when it's not, you get yourself in those toxic kind of work relationships that I mentioned. Yeah. And, um, and it's awesome when you realize who isn't your client. Yeah. So scarcity that whole idea around scarcity, that seems like it's so old world. It's the old model. It's not where we need to head. It's not where business is going. It's not how we can actually really grow a business online. Yeah. By, um, by rooting into your own unique talents and skills and your own unique, your own, what it is that you're offering. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to get people that want you for you.
0: If they go to the other person, they were not meant for you. It's not the right. Right. And I've actually found in my experience that when I let go of people and I feel almost like my ego comes in and is like, oh, you're rejected or, you know, this wasn't a good fit because you're not good enough. You then experience a point where you feel a wave of relief afterwards. you almost feel this relief because you're like, wow, like I let go of something that I know in my heart wasn't serving me. And now I feel like the possibilities are endless. I could open up even more, right? Because I have a the theory that someone who's toxic holds double the space in your heart than someone who's negative. So it's common, right? I would say more than double. <laughs>
1: <could probably> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. And so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a wonderful thing to collaborate with people who are your competition. It's, it goes against traditional marketing, but I love the fact mm. that we're both marketers saying, Hey, collaborate with your competition yes, and watch how things evolve because oh, we have both learned from each other. We both have, we're able to offer a more robust service. The things that I don't do as well, she mm. can pick up and and run with the things that she's not as you know skilled at that's my then you
0: come in Yeah, yeah did you collaborate with her when you built this new deck that's coming out the manifest being seen deck
1: yes so the manifest being seen deck is the one that we we did a lab together so we've run three labs the last one was the manifest being seen lab, and the lab that we just ran we ended up Thinking This was again, digital. We were not thinking card product. We began this with, Oh, it'd be cool to, to give them um, randomized prompts for what do you need to share this week to show up in your business online? You know, cause we can sit there sometimes and we're like, Oh, I want to do a post on Instagram, but I don't know what to post. Mm. Well, you know, it's like, Oh, I need to do something, but I don't know what that something is. So we thought, okay, what are people we found need? They need some kind of just a little tap that's hey. Okay post around this. So we yeah. created these prompts that are all about brand story, about sharing yourself, sharing your, you know, what it is you're up to. Oh, I love this. And we started it just as a, as something on a website, you know, it was just digital. And again, we got about 75% of the way. And I was like, why don't we just turn it into printed cards? Because we know our people want to hold it. They want mm. to have their sacred time. They want to kind of check out from the computer for a bit.
0: Yeah,
1: Do their you know, a morning ritual or their meditation or their daily, whatever it is. <laughs> and they, a lot of them want to use cards. So we just printed the cards and they, they're a part of the course now. So, so
0: beautiful. So beautiful. Can you pull one for us before we sign off? I would love that.
1: Sure, absolutely. So, I, so let's see. So this would be four. Um, something that you could share this week on Instagram, probably most of your people are on Instagram Lauren. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing a
0: little bit Um, of both, but yeah, I'm mostly Instagram
1: or Facebook. Facebook. And now each card has an overarching prompt and then there's some little smaller text underneath if that's not working for you. So let's go with the big one first. What do Lauren's people need this week? go up this. and shine in their business online. Love this. So, Ooh, I'm going to do two actually. Okay. Cause there may be some people that are feeling more called to one or the other. So we'll let them in their mind's eye decide if they want card number one. Hmm. Or if they want card number two. Okay. And as they do that, I'm sure they've got a number already. So card number one, the top says play time. Yes, Please. Oh my god, I love it. So something about their play, it's kind of pulling them out of their business. I'm selling. It's just playtime. Yeah. And this this has a title underneath that's brand story lifestyle. So what they're doing with this one, if they share this one, is they're beginning to let their audience in on their lifestyle a little bit behind the scenes. And then if they need more for that prompt playtime. Yes, please. For some of them, that'll be enough. And if you're not sure what to do for that, then underneath it has vacations, getaways, or you at play. Ooh. Something that you can
0: share around that. You know, it's weird today. I actually shared a photo on my Instagram of me jumping off of a telephone pole, which was one of my trips I just took. So that's, that's my card. And I didn't that even was know. Your card,
1: for <laughs> sure. And so card number two is called, or the the text on it says "Cultivate Becoming." Mm. And this is under brand story again, but the sub, the sub category is about you, not as much about lifestyle. It's more about what you stand for, about you. And, um, the small text says how you are nurturing your own evolution. So if you want to share how you're nurturing your own evolution and how you are cultivating your own becoming, that is a way. These are just ways to speak to your brand story, to share aspects of you that your audience will be interested in, and it comes, oh, if if you do it from these perspectives, it's never going to feel salesy. Because you're just sharing stories.
0: So this one could be like, you know, the fact that every Friday I take a bubble bath to disconnect and Zen or like my journal practice in the morning or my pulling card spread, right? Something about my personal development and Mm -hmm. my dream. I
1: love that. Anything nurturing your own evolution could be anything around self-love. It could be anything about self-care, the healing that you're doing, the, um, you know, the joy you find in the everyday. Yeah. So there's, yeah, they're, they're, they're really fun prompts as far as sharing the entrepreneur journey in a way that is authentic. Yeah. Write them from this perspective. People will learn a whole lot about you. They're going to learn a lot about your own uniqueness. You're going to probably learn about, Hey, your own uniqueness. And I say that tongue in cheek because so many times we we think that what we have to say isn't interesting enough for social media or, you know, it's not cool enough or edgy enough or whatever it is, whatever mm. you're saying, not X enough. <laughs> um, but that's because we're so in it and we're so used to it. It's so normal for us. But for other people, what you do is extremely intriguing, but you have to share it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to put it out so that people are able to get to know you more totally buy from people they like so this is sort of the the breadcrumbs method to social yes
0: media. i love it chris you are absolutely amazing we'll be sure to share in the show notes the link to the beautiful decks that you offer i want to also include the sacred creators deck as well as the manifest being seen program that you offer and that comes with the oracle deck yeah. this was amazing you like you gave me goosebumps through this whole entire recording it was awesome
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so, i really so honored to be here. I love your feet. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, you are. I, I feel like you are, you know, you're doing some really amazing work in the world. So I am absolutely honored to be here.
0: You are too. This was such a blessing. I'm so excited to share this episode with everyone. Thank you so much. you guys just love that episode? Oh my God, I am obsessed. Like, I I love this woman so much. She had so many golden nuggets. I felt like I was just in this high vibration the whole entire time of the call. It's crazy how the universe was speaking to us in Morse code, don't you think? If you're still listening to this episode, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for trusting me as a platform, relying and, and just really showing up to consume the information that we put out there you know sometimes as entrepreneurs we feel like we're falling on deaf ears but you guys are still here still listening still rocking it and it means so much to us one of the things i'm going to ask you guys to do if you have some time please 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 leave us a five-star review on itunes or wherever you're listening to this episode chris ann was an amazing guest on this show and we'd love to get a more even more amazing women onto the badass business podcast and the more reviews we have the more downloads we get the more downloads we get the more listeners we have and the more listeners we have the more likely we can bring amazing guests onto the show to give you even more value every week so if you have some time please leave us a five-star review and we'll see you guys next